Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 120. We're your hosts, I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. What's up, girls? What's going on? What's the haps? Hello, I just came back from a visit to my hometown in Hanford, California, Central Valley, and it was 108 degrees there yesterday. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god. And inside You're the dying car just here. <laughs> inside the car, it's I, we got in one day, it said 117 inside the car. Oh hell no. No, <laughs> no fucking way. Ew. Like I was dying here and i think it like barely reached like 90 or something or it was yeah. just under 90 yes like yeah. oh my god 100 I, like the only good thing i have to say is that at least it's dry heat it's been humid here yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. definitely humid right yeah i could feel the humidity when i came over the hill um apparently there was a big fire too over the grapevine it was still smoking oh, the side wow. of the mountain was still smoking when i drove by today so um it's already starting fire season mm-hmm. oh my god fire season that's basically the entirety of summer mm-hmm. pretty much yeah but yeah well uh, oh go ahead sir no i was just gonna say i really enjoyed all the uh drink posts and the quote <laughs> the quotes while you guys were drinking because uh if you guys follow Kristen, she has a lot of uh, uh when you're beer hop uh bar hopping she has a lot of quotes that she posts on on facebook which i love um interesting and and fun things people have said (laughs) oh yeah yeah definitely and i really 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 love her food posts um because then i could imagine what the food tastes like and then i'm just like right there with her and it's it's like my mouth is watering just remembering some of those pictures she posted (laughs) (laughs) like seriously like oh my god so delicious uh what were you gonna say jen well, I was just going to say, like, uh, I know we were talking beforehand, but I had told the girls that I'm quitting my Amazon job because it feels like I'm working for Satan. <laughs> oh, so that's just gosh. that's my brief review of working for Amazon. And it's <laughs> it's you're working for Satan. That's basically it. The, the devil is a white man and his name is Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? You're not the first person I've heard who's worked for Amazon you're, um, to say that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, you're not alone. It's true. It's Dude, true. I think there's someone on Instagram who does, you know, like those web cartoon strips mm-hmm. that uh, are based on like her Amazon job. Really? Yeah. I know we follow mm-hmm. them, but I can't uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll if I remember, I'll post it and I'll definitely share it. But uh yeah it, it gets pretty i for when i read them i was like oh my god this is a nightmare but yeah it's it is trip. yeah crazy um well for me i am um i'm really happy because uh my husband's coming home from his trip to nicaragua to see his family but because he left i've been alone in my room so this last saturday um i I asked, I've been asking my nephew for some time now, but he finally gave me some time. Uh, so like, <laughs> cause he's now going to be 15. So, you know, he's pretty. Yeah. And so um, I'll say like, do you want to hang out? And he'll say, Oh, I'm playing right now. Or, 
hey, do you want to go have lunch? And then he was like, no, I'm not, not really hungry right now. You know, stuff like that, like just blowing me off. And I'm just mm-hmm. but in the nicest way. And so this time he's like, yeah, let's hang out. So um, I went to this thing called El Mercadito in Compton. El Co- Compton's Mercadito, which I was, it, there's a lot of vendors that do like, uh, do crafts or they're selling their wares they're local they're local to Compton and you know shop local shop small business um and my hope was to get kettle corn oh for, yeah mm-hmm. for a movie night and they didn't have any oh so, my aunt had some and so she gave me a bag of her kettle corn which I have to replace and um we just we watched the crow which she had never seen mm. we watched, we watched <laughs> I've never seen it either Oh, what? It's so good. <laughs> Iconic. How dare you? <laughs> Why are you even here? Why are we friends? <laughs> oh, that's a, that was a very, like, a very, like, I don't know, like, kind of goth and dark movie. And I was going to say, was it a very formative movie for you? <laughs> yes. And also the soundtrack was one of the best soundtracks that I bought uh, from a movie. Like, mm. uh, really good stuff. Anyway, so... um. So he liked it. I was really glad he liked it. And then we saw Fight Club and he kept saying, where's the fight? Where's the fight? <laughs> <laughs> but we ate we ate uh, cucumbers con tahini limon. We ate popcorn. We ate Jack in a Box. Um, his dad popped in and he's like, do you guys want Jack in a Box? And I'm like, you know what? It's a movie night. We're vegging. Let's let's have that that fast food stuff. And, and I did. And then I just farted the rest of the night. <laughs> well, it was a bit too much for my stomach to take but yeah, yeah. I had the uh, well I was trying to order off the 99 cents menu but I think that the, no longer exists so I ordered mm-hmm. the chicken 99 cent chicken sandwich the two dollar yeah. to the two tacos for a dollar and um, I guess a jumbo jack I don't know but that um, is basically my order every time I go there <laughs> oh my god yeah so that's what I ordered and um, yeah like I ate everything. The jumbo jack was not very good at all, but everything else was kind of okay. And it was oh, kind of like how I, I love remember. it. Kind of like how I remember it. But honestly, yeah, I had a lot of farting. Like, because we actually stayed up until like almost four o'clock in the morning. <gasps> oh my god! Wow, yeah, just that's watching, a late night for you. Yeah, so we were watching movies. Sometimes we would watch YouTube, and then we'd go back to a movie. So, oh uh, well, I'm glad you got what you wanted with yes. your time with him. I know, it was super cool. I really loved it. But yeah, it was really great, really great. And going to El Margarito, we we only, we got there like half an hour before it closed. So we didn't get the full effect of it. But oh, yeah. um, but it was really great. I spent so much money there. I got this really cool like top and I don't know. I just totally loved it. I got this like, it, it's a Frida Kahlo pin, but it has a little hinge where it has like a, a mask you could put over her mouth how and funny it looks like uh not a mask mask it looks like um como like those handkerchiefs that oh yeah like the children's mm-hmm. wear like like that uh-huh. Oops, see, I'm gonna, like uh-huh. a there's a bandana? A bandana like a bandana over her mouth and i was like oh, this is so like i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be 90 years old and i'm gonna say look at here sonny this is a pin that i bought back <laughs> during the, the pandemic yeah i survived <laughs> i survived <laughs> and i'm gifting it to you but yeah anyway so that and that was her very last one and she said she wasn't going to carry anymore and i was like perfect i'll take it oh you have to let me know next time they do it because that sounds fun 
absolutely mm-hmm. like i i found out the day of so like i said i had other plans so i got there late but now it's on my radar and i'm gonna definitely look into like because they do it monthly so i'm mm-hmm. very excited um so yeah 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 um uh that was i mean i think it was a very full weekend um i didn't do anything else and now i'm just preparing for frank to come home so i'm cleaning the room because mm. it was a pigsty all mm. like for two weeks i was like i don't have to clean up uh, <laughs> just lay there now in my fi- lay there in my filth. But now, <laughs> now I gotta clean up. I'm I'm slowly cleaning up. Yesterday I was on my hands and knees scrubbing the floor. Oh wow! And I was like, "Damn, Cinderella made this look easy." <laughs> she had the rats helping her. The rats. That's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it is time for what time is it, Kristen? Already so I'm soon. Ready. Heck yeah. Es la hora de la cervecita. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, since last episode, Jen has been wanting to taste this one, but we, I hadn't picked up my uh, bottle. So what are yeah. we drinking today, girls? So today, uh, from the very generous uh, pocketbook of Jen, <laughs> we have Allagash Curio, which is by far one of my favorite beers it is brewed uh from the allagash brewing company in portland maine and it is a um uh belgian style golden ale and it's aged in bourbon barrels so it is very unique in taste um it's very strong it's very full-bodied um it's one of my very first Belgians that I ever tried in my life and I think it's what turned me on to Belgians and why I liked Monkish so much when they first started uh and then they they sold out to the IPA god Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but I gotta turn on my light because it's dark in here I can't see what this says it says there we go um Aging our award-winning golden ale in bourbon barrels layers it with subtle notes of vanilla, caramel, and oak. Wow. So those are the, the tasting notes that you are um, going to taste when you, when you drink it. And I'm very interested to see what you guys think. Oh, and something very interesting about this is that um, these bottles that we got are 12-ounce bottles. But for the longest time, the only way that you could buy Allagash was in the big ass bottles that were mm. like, I don't even know, like 32 ounces, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it had a cork uh, yeah. top. You had to take it off. And they were um, generally $25 each. That's the only way you could buy it. And they barely started bottling them, I would say, probably within the last one or two years. Which is a great idea, especially yes. right now during, um, you know, quarantine kind of. This is a great idea to just have it in the smaller bottles. Yes. And you can and buy them in four packs. I don't know if you mentioned this, but it's a 10.2%. Yes. 10.2% ABV. That's pretty. That's very, very strong. Yeah. Where did you get this, Jen? So, uh, because I work at Satan's company, <laughs> I work at a very high-end mall. Uh, oh, that's right. That's, yeah. So I work at the Century City Mall. Uh, and the Century City Mall has a Gelson's, which is basically a bougie grocery store. Yes. And Ooh. you know what? White people have it right. 
in that manner. <laughs> white people like sometimes you just sometimes you just gotta pay more money for like the good stuff. You really yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean you really do. Like I mean, yeah, like, I, I completely agree. Like you could buy a cheese there, like a Gruyere, and it's like a totally mm -hmm. different it's than like, what it's... you would get like at Costco or Sam's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was um, Gelson's really in Pasadena and in South Pasadena, and I would go into the Gelson's um, market and like it's almost like higher end than Whole Foods even. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would say it is. The yeah, Gelson's where I am has a Wolfgang Puck in it, has, oh, wow. has a gourmet bakery, Oof. and it has a wine bar. <laughs> It has a wine. I don't think I can emphasize this enough. Old people go there. They sit down at the wine bar and they drink wine. Yeah. At like, the supermarket. <laughs> at, like, yeah. At, yeah, at the grocery store. Like uh -huh. at the supermarket. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, it's mind boggling, but I still go in there because they have a really good charcuterie plate that I oh. like paying for. And it's really, really nice. Mm. <laughs> mm, yeah. 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 So, oh. Gelson's, Gelson's is nice. But what really interested in me is because uh, when I was, because when I go to Satan's uh, workshop, <laughs> I, <laughs> I like the bus drop, the bus stop drops me off like right at the exit and like going into from where I entered, that's where the Gelson's is. And I would always see like oh, beer, wine and food as like uh underneath the Gelson's of the, like advertising what it is that they have. And I saw that they had craft beer. So I was just like, oh, I am because most of the time I just defer to the both of you. Uh when oh, it comes to uh -huh. beer and stuff like that. But I was just like, you know what? I want to try and I want to contribute to Hora de la Cervecita. So I decided to go in and buy like my first draft like four pack of draft beer. And I was just <laughs> like, I know we I've had Allagash Curio before, but this isn't the only type they make, right? Like, there's, like, a darker variety? No, there's, di yeah. Yeah, there's different mm -hmm. types. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, I was, like, I was just, like, I don't think I've had their golden ale. I know I've had, the, like, the darker variety that and, I really like. And, and I so think we I thought, also, I think we also, I hate to cut you off, we had that. Um, the triple, I the think. The Christmas one that was a starry oh, night. Oh, so that was a long time ago. Yeah, they have different mm -hmm. types, I guess, like, depending on the season. Yeah, um, the, um. Torrance Craft Beer Cellar always had a good selection of Allagash. Mm -hmm. So uh, I saw this and I, as far as like craft beer, this was tame because I already knew I liked it. And I knew mm. uh, I knew that both of you liked Allagash Curio. I just wasn't sure if it was like the same type or a different type. I was just like, I'm pretty sure we haven't had the golden ale. No, so I grabbed no. this one. I have another four pack that I still need to give to you guys because I bought it. but. It, I really do like Gelson's because they do have a very nice selection of craft beers and they specifically label them too, whether, whether it's U.S. craft beer oh, interesting. Or, if it's Califor or if it's California craft beer. Mm. Oh, wow. I so like you, like, you can narrow it down even more. Uh, the only complaint I have is that I would say that like about 70% of their stock is IPAs. Uh, yeah. And That's like, my and complaint was, about Trader Joe's. I was at Trader Joe's the other day um looking for one for us to try and every mm -hmm. single one was freaking ipa i'm like come on people drink more than ipas and it's summertime you need some wheat beers you need some pilsners you need some lagers you need some 
ales. Yeah. And that's why. <laughs> and so that's why I got this too, because I was just like, I mean, an ale isn't usually really heavy. Uh, and I'm right. It's, I really like this. It's, it's very, compared to that darker variety that we had before, this is much lighter, but it's still very flavorful and it's light, but it's tasty. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to say, one of my new favorites, this one for <laughs> sure. I mean, I, I think this is the very first um, ale that was aged in bourbon barrels for me. Mm-hmm. so i'm just like me really, too it's the first really, one i ever had really was... surprised and i like how they tell you when it was bottled too they give you a date of mm-hmm. when it was bottled uh but yeah this is this it doesn't surprise me that you got it at gelson's because it really seems really high end like it's a yeah the yeah. four pack cost me 16.99 that's yeah. actually pretty good because that's actually, mm-hmm. yeah pretty good the bottle was 25 you're probably getting just as much, if not more, in the four pack. Um, and mm-hmm. one of the reasons why they are a little bit more pricey is because they do come from Maine. So mm-hmm. any distributor who is distributing it over here is going to charge for shipping. And so mm-hmm. any shop has to pay for it to be shipped over here to California. So coming all the way from the East Coast, that could definitely add up. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm. it's actually on my bucket list to... Uh, visit the Allagash Brewery and do a tour and all that because <laughs> it is one of the very first craft breweries and craft brews other than the red car that turned me on to craft brew craft beer mm-hmm. yeah that sounds like an awesome plan like you can have lobster and one of these I don't eat seafood I know I'm, 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 <laughs> I was talking about myself <laughs> oh okay <laughs> but no um <laughs> No, this is really, really, really delicious. Actually, I, I, I didn't quite look at it before I put it in the re- refrigerator, but it just, it really speaks to me. I'm really loving this, and um, I really like the elegance of the label. Um, it, this is an award-winning beer, I believe. I think it mm-hmm. says here. I can't really read it because it's really small, but I think it won some awards. Um, yeah, and I'm really, really loving it. And it is, um, even though it's barrel aged and it's 10.2%, it's very light on your stomach. It's not heavy like IPAs. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, thank you so much. I I don't know where there's a Gelson next to me, but I would definitely <laughs> go. Um, I, I I don't see Allagash at uh, 310. Uh, they still mm-hmm. haven't finished... Uh, um, they still haven't finished repairing the store, but. Oh, I know. I drove by the other day. I'm like, oh, gosh, they still have the big wooden panels up. Yeah, exactly. They're still operating from the room beside the uh, uh, the barbershop next door. Mm. Uh, it's really small. So they don't I haven't seen them carry Allagash in a while. And of course, uh, Torrance Craft Beer Cellar is closed. And that's the only place that I would see these. Yeah, they had the four packs there when they first came out. Yeah, and um, as far as corpse and cap, Captain Corks, I don't, I haven't seen these either. Like they're more like bonitas, you know, sol cerveza, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I have to say that I have been noticing more and more small liquor stores out there putting craft beer on mm-hmm. on the title of their uh, of their what they carry. Yeah. So I I've been meaning to stop into two different ones. Uh, because it, I, I want to see what they have, but this is definitely something that you guys should seek out um, and find because it's really delicious. I think it's yeah. worth the price. Definitely. And Allagash is definitely um, one of the bigger brewer, brewer, <laughs> breweries 
nationwide. And um, the fact that they are distributing as far out as West Coast, I think gives you a good idea of how widespread they actually are. Um, and I would probably liken them on the East Coast. I, I would say that they are like an East Coast equivalent of Ballast Point, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, this is... Uh... This is going to hit me, and I'm already sorry if I'm going to slur throughout this episode. I know. Actually, <laughs> I'm not even halfway done, and I can feel it already making me nice, warm and toasty yeah. inside. <laughs> I am feeling it. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, you know, it's... it's Cheers. I mean, <laughs> yeah, cheers. Like, um, so, I mean, you know, you're reading that it's 10.2, but it doesn't really taste like it's 10.2. Mm -hmm. It's really fresh. Um, but you definitely feel it when it's coming it's when it's kind of laying its little foundation yes. on you you know you're just mm -hmm. like okay I see you okay two of these <laughs> I, I'm good with two of these <laughs> um, uh, so yeah honestly I think with like two of these like that's it I'm done oh yeah yeah oh, absolutely are we ready to actually rate it guys yes yeah. so um for those of you who are new to the podcast or don't remember, we have a five-point rating scale for our beer review, where one is flaccid, two is initial, three is partial, a four is full, a five is a rigid, and a six out of five, if it's something that you absolutely love, 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 that is Super Saiyan. And I laugh because when, when I'm looking at the picture... The Super Saiyan uh, art that's on top of, <laughs> of the scale looks just like his head. His, the hair from the, the guy. The, oh, yeah. Go yeah. On. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, okay, so um, I'm going to start first because I think it's no surprise that I am going to give it a 6 out of 5, a Super Saiyan, because I, I actually haven't had this in a very long time. Um, a, because... Um, you used to have to only buy it in the $25 bottles. And once you open it, you got to finish the whole thing. And I would never do that because it's very uh, potent. And if, unless I was sharing it with somebody. Um, but these four pack bottle, 12 ounce bottles are, are like so perfect in size and um, perfect for just a one serving. And I'm so happy that they decided to bottle them in individual servings so for all of those reasons i am giving it a super saiyan it's good it's yummy the flavor is so robust and just i think this is the first beer that i tasted that was like now i understand uh that beer is the same as wine when it comes to varieties and flavors and appreciation for the different uh, types that there are out there. This was the first one that I tried that I was like, this really has a lot of personality. So I'm giving it a six out of five. Um, this is Sarah. And I initially wrote here that I was going to give it a rigid. That's a five out of five um, because it has slowly crept into my heart and soul. <laughs> um, but as Kristen was talking about her rating, I looked down and I looked up and I already feel a little bit wonky and I feel a little like it like like it stuck, <laughs> it stuck up on me, but very carefully. It wasn't like it wasn't like a in your face kind of slap in the face. It was like 
really mellow, like a gentle kiss in the night or something. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I really love the taste. I love uh, that it doesn't have a strong aftertaste. It is uh, almost room temperature right now, and it's still mm -hmm. delicious. And the uh, flavors are really coming out. Um, they have changed slightly as the temperature changed of the drink, but it's still really delicious. So I'm going to go with a Super Saiyan. Super Sa this is Jen. And I really needed a drink. <laughs> and this has hit the spot. Oh, yeah. This is good. Uh, so I'm going to concur with Kristen. And Sarah, and I'm going to give it a Super Saiyan as well because, wow, damn, that shit good. <laughs> I know, right? And it's oh my, the perfect. Found at a bougie market near you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Or you know what? Even if you Just ask your white friend where they go grocery shopping and they'll probably carry it. Your rich white friend. Not, yes, not your not rich white, white friend. friend. <laughs> not just any white friend. Has to be right. an affluent white friend. <laughs> I feel like I I feel like I should explain. I'm saying this endearingly. <laughs> We're gonna start getting hate mail. <laughs> oh my god. This is how you know the beers affected me. <laughs> All right, guys, now it's time for Chisme de la Semana. Kristen, you have some Chisme? Yes. So I don't know if any of you saw the new Shang-Chi trailer that dropped last week, but I watched it. Um, a couple of people shared it on my page and I watched it. And I am very excited to watch this movie. Um, one of the reasons being that the... Um, the actor who's playing Shang-Chi is, I think we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, is um, the actor who is on Kim's Convenience, who plays uh, the older brother. Uh, I don't remember his name now, but I just started watching <laughs> that show and it is so good. I love it so much. It's so funny. Um, I'm, I'm sad that um, it got canceled. And I'm also even more sad about uh, the cheese that's coming out around that um, from the uh, actors and people involved mm. with that show. Um, but um, one of the things that some of the fans picked out was that there is a villain um, that actually is a major Incredible Hulk villain that showed up in the trailer and that would be um, Abomination. Now I don't know. Oh shit. <laughs> I, don't I haven't know seen it yeah. much about um about it but apparently um subtitles for the trailer confirm that the large foe is indeed abomination um what? so um let's see and there's also the mandarin um is displaying updated powers of the ten rings and um there is a debut of a mysterious water dragon I saw that dragon. I just assumed that it was um, Fin Fang Foom, but I guess not because no one has said that yet. So that's the only big dragon I know, and I assume he could go in the water. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said anyway. water dragon, and uh, I just thought Mortal Kombat, and I was just like, wait, wrong franchise. <laughs> 
So apparently Abomination appeared in 2008's The Incredible and was portrayed by Tim Roth. Um, and the character has not been seen in the MCU since then, but Roth is confirmed to be appearing in the upcoming Disney Plus's She-Hulk series. So it's unclear whether or not Roth is going to be appearing in Shang-Chi as Abomination. So we're not sure exactly where this is going, if it's the same uh, uh, same actor playing, but um, there's a lot of stuff that happened in that trailer that got people talking. And I am really excited. I don't know much about um, Shang-Chi, uh, Master of Kung Fu. I know that I read the Master of Kung Fu tie-in to Secret Wars, and it was amazing. I loved it. I loved all the Secret War tie-ins, but I really loved that one in particular. Um, and so I'm going to have to do a little bit more research on the character himself, um, his origin and all that before I go see the movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tim Roth is a really good actor. He um, he was a, he was Ted in Four Rooms that uh, I think that was a Quentin Tarantino movie. Anyway, he's really good. He was also is he in... the one that everyone keeps showing about how versatile he is where he looks so different. In all yeah. Of his... Yeah, all yeah. Of his um movies, you know, all of his roles. But, yeah, yeah. He chameleon. Was, uh, he <laughs> also, uh, too. I just had that at the top. Um, uh, mm. okay. So he's the one. I know you guys all saw Pulp Fiction, right? Yes. So he's the one in the restaurant with Honey Bunny who pulled up. Oh the yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Roth. Yeah, he's really, really, really good. Like, he's one of the really more versatile actors, but he's not like on anybody's radar, not like like Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise. He's just yeah. like a really master of his craft. Sort of like Gary Oldman. Mm -hmm. But Gary Oldman, far superior. I love Gary Oh, that's who I was thinking of. Gary Oldman. Oh, yeah. No, not Gary Tim Oldman. Roth. Oh, he's the bomb. But Gary I do Oldman's... know who Tim Roth is yeah. from your Pulp Fiction uh, <laughs> reference. <laughs> reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about this movie. Thank you so much for sharing that, Chisme. Um, I'm I'm really excited. I can't wait. I, I just can't wait. Yeah. All right, guys. Now it's time for that book review. What are we reviewing today? I don't know. So today, <laughs> <laughs> today, we are reviewing a, a, a Marvel Spider-Man graphic novel, Miles Morales Shockwaves. Written by Justin A. Reynolds and illustrated by Pablo Leon. And this is um, um this is Marvel's line of like YA-ish, or not even YA-ish, like, but kind of like children's graphic novel. I would say like preteen graphic novel. Preteen, preteen. Yeah, I think yeah. I read somewhere that it was uh directed at junior high level. Yeah. So it's um um it's published like it's published uh by Graphics, which is an imprint of Scholastic, but it's very much a kind of like uh it's not even an introduction, uh, really, but it like it gives you a good breakdown, uh, a quick summation of Miles Morales and who he is as Spider Man in the beginning chapters, and it's it's a really endearing, heartwarming story, and. Look, all respect to Bendis for creating Miles <laughs> and for creating a wonderful, wonderful character whom I dearly love. But a lot of the complaints that we have and that we we always come back to about Miles is that he lacked Latinidad. 
Mm-hmm. And he, not only Latinidad, but also like a bit of his own Black identity too. Right. As mm-hmm. well. He was kind of a blank slate. Yep. And I understood criticism about that as well. But uh, it's it's like, it's just what tends to happen when a white man writes about a young Black boy. He doesn't really know his experiences. Mm-hmm. And good job on Marvel for really like understanding that and giving uh giving miles writers who understand uh where he's like who he is and where he's coming from and really fleshing out his character um because this this was full of that latinidad that miles uh was missing in a lot of his uh early early um uh, early runs like he's yeah. like the early runs are great stories. They're great stories of a young boy trying to learn to be a superhero and trying to fill in very big shoes. They're great stories about that. They're not great stories about Black and Latino identity. This one is. This story is. And I really, really enjoyed it for that reason alone. And how they managed to tie in Puerto Rico to the mm-hmm. events going on in Milo's life as well. And something that does happen in Puerto Rico a lot, which is earthquakes. Earthquakes and hurricanes. So yeah. I, I really did enjoy a lot of that, the Latinx uh, aspects of the book and how they tied them in flawlessly to not only Milo's identity, but also like his values and everything and like uh, and what he does. So uh, really, a really great read. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I, I totally agree that it was targeted to like uh, middle school kind of age because at some at one point, like I was reading how they were t- talking to each other, the characters, and I was like, oh my God, uh, I don't understand this <laughs> because I'm old. And basically, <laughs> like, um, some of the stuff, like the words that they use, like the slang sort of was like really it was uh how do i say this like it is something that i've heard my 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 nephew say Mm -hmm. but i didn't quite understand it so so in that sense i was like okay well like old person do some research (laughs) so some of the urban (laughs) dictionary.com right so yeah (laughs) Um, even uh, as they were describing, there was a point where uh, Miles is trying to learn this dance move, and there's a, the name for it. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the dap." Okay, <laughs> and that's already old. Which is so, old. Yeah, Which is that's old already old now. So, um, so in that sense, I thought it really challenged me as a reader. But I really enjoyed the comic in in the whole, the whole sense of it, the relationship Miles has with his uh, his mom and dad, um, the relationship he has with Peter Parker, Spider Man, um, just the inner monologue he has throughout the comic mm-hmm. book. I really, really, really enjoyed. Um, I just I thought this book was really, really great. I really I love the art too. The art was really cool. Like, it's 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 for YA, but there's some like really dark shading. Like the use of color was really great. I really enjoyed it. It's it's uh totally different from what I've seen before. Like usually they have, um, kind of a I don't know I I don't even know what you would call it, but more like a comic book, cartoony kind of muscles and stuff like that. That's completely different from this. This looks more like art, like a little bit more towards high end art. Um, and I say this because. 
the some of the buildings, some of the like the background um drawings, they look like really, I don't know, like almost I don't know, like I really, I feel like it's more of kind of a high end kind of like aspect. Even the coloring, even the shading of the colors, all of that is completely different from what you would find in a normal like Marvel, uh, of uh, like issue by issue run. So I really really like that. Um. I really love the whole time with Puerto Rico, how they were doing a fundraiser because they had just suffered a, a horrible earthquake, how they actually had a flashback about her mom, his mom talking about like growing up at, at, at her grandfather's house and, and the tree that was in the front and how she remembered like climbing the tree when she was a child. Uh, her quinceanera pictures were by the tree and her first kiss was mm -hmm. on the shade of the tree and then Mas is like ew gross but it was really <laughs> the relationship with Gonke I thought it was really great uh this character Kylie um I, I the whole story was a really really pleasant read I really really loved it um um I think one of my favorite scenes was like the the rock in New York that separates the boroughs mm -hmm. and, and, mm -hmm. and I thought that was I really loved that whole interaction between um, uh, Miles and and uh, and Spider Man. Like you know, they had that real that kind of heart to heart, and I you know, and that actually that made me think about my own relationship. Like it is the little things that that the things the little things that you choose to do for you the people you love, and you gotta uh, also be able to like not make yourself feel like bad because you couldn't do things like you know letting people down you have to reach out you know you're not infallible for being a superhero like you you are human as well and you have to learn to apologize and learn to ask for help and learn you know to talk to people and have that open relationship and open communication because you know more times than not like you might you know let somebody down because of you know fucking trying to save humanity but <laughs> no and he the, I think that one of the things that I like is like Peter Parker's like you know like it's a little things like being home in time for dinner mm -hmm. and that, that really spoke to me you know even though some of the language was like teenager language um I could definitely <laughs> I could definitely wrap my head around that and also uh, take the aspects of the story that kind of like I can identify with so I really really enjoyed this book what about you Kristen uh, well, I think everyone knows that I am also a big Miles Morales fan. In fact, I have um, a Miles Morales <laughs> Nice. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, and I, that wasn't even planned, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I love that um, you don't, this graphic novel is an original graphic novel. It's actually told in chapters. You don't have to have read anything by my about Miles or know anything about Miles to pick up this book and be able to follow the story along. There is the entire story arc is encompassed in this one book. Um, and it's not just about fighting bad guys. Of course, there is a villain in this book and there is a quote unquote problem that needs to be solved. There's people doing bad things that, that he needs to stop. But it's not all about that. And I think, Sarah, you did a good job of um, pinpointing that, that a lot of it is about 
how to balance your life when you do have huge responsibilities, but you also have um, friends and family who count on you in certain aspects to not just be their superhero, but to just be there for them and with them. And so I think that that is um, a really important part of this story and um, the way that they um, really highlight that with his mom uh, sitting down. And it's funny because she she feels like she is burdening Miles by sharing all of her memories and stories. And he's like, no, I enjoy this. It makes me feel like I am part of Puerto Rico, that, I, that I'm there. It makes me more connected to my heritage. And I really enjoyed that a lot. I think that if you go back to when we very first um, read and rated and discussed um, Miles Morales' book, um, even though we really enjoyed it and loved it, just like Jen said, um, our biggest critique was that there really was not a lot of, not just like you said, Latinidad, but any cultural reference at all. And in this book, we get his blackness, we get his Latinxness, we get his teenager-ness. It is all encompassed. And I think that the creator, that the writer did such a good, authentic job of writing a teenage Black Latinx superhero. So for all those reasons, um, I loved it. I will be recommending this book to all the people who come in asking um, for Miles' books. And I really enjoyed, um, I enjoyed the, uh, you're saying Kylie, I was reading it Kyle the whole time, but Kylie makes more <laughs> sense. <laughs> I enjoyed her character a lot. And yes. I hope we see more of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, they did a really great job. And the nod to like how Puerto Rico, how it needs help um, was really great. I really I when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, I love this book mm -hmm. because um, it just shows like how the community can come together in order to help another community in need. And that is really important, especially in a book that's uh pretty much um geared towards um middle schoolers yeah and I think it's important to teach them that they can make a difference as well if they just if we all just unite and I think that was wonderful um I love everybody's uh dialogue between one another I thought that was super cool uh Ganke I really love him he's yes I do he's too. so much fun um <laughs> But yeah, no, overall, I really love the story. So um, if you guys have like a preteen in your household, I really highly recommend this book. Um, it's really, really, really well written. I really love it. And the art, like I said, I really, really liked it. Um, it's not the regular kind of muscles and like, or, you know, it just, it, I really liked it. I like how the, the use of darker colors, even though he's kind of a teenager, you don't, you, you don't get those pastels or those you know, it's not always daylight. It's always like in the dark, in the nighttime. I love it. I loved it. Well, um, the artist, Pablo Leon, is actually an Eisner Award nominee. So uh, he um, was nominated for a book called Refugees. So that sounds like something that I would be interested in reading. Um, and uh, Justin Reynolds, the writer is a best-selling author um, for a book called Opposite of Always. So that is, um, that's pretty cool that they got to 
um, very well-established creators to take on this book. Exactly. Awesome. So are we ready to rate the book? Yes. Uh, this is Jen. And I'm going to give it The Whole Panaderia. It's a great book. I highly, highly recommend it. I give it to your kids. Give it to anybody who wants to know more about Miles. It's it's a great read. I completely agree. I'm going to give it The Whole Panaderia as well. Um, the art really was captivating to me. I really loved it. I love the way the paneling was set up too. I think it really read really well. I love the relationship between the characters. I appreciate the uh, dialogue bubbles being different for the inner monologue because that, that always can be a little bit tricky when you're reading comic books. Um, I think it's a, a good book for a first-time comic book reader as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the characters are really relatable, really, I really like, I really just love the whole thing. It was really, really great. Um, coming off uh, re- uh, watching The Crow, um, I found some similarities in kind of like the, the buildings and the city. Um, and I really, really like that. Um, I think <laughs> even though the language is a little bit more on the middle schooler side, um, I think with a little effort um, as an as an adult, you can very much enjoy this this comic. So I'm going to give it the whole panaderia. Nice. So yes, this is Kristen, and I just wanted to. I think it's it's very worth uh, mentioning to our listeners that uh, Pablo Leon's original comic story is called The Journey, and it's about the true accounts of people migrating from Latin America to the U.S. And so I think that definitely is a book that people that our listeners might be interested in and. Um, something that maybe we should look up and review on a future episode. Um, but I also give it the whole panaderia. Um, I loved it so much. I actually, like I said, I'm going to recommend it to all the people, not just teens, any reader of comics. I enjoyed it immensely. Um, and uh, even if I didn't understand everything that was being said, <laughs> um, slang wise, you could, you still got the gist of, of the meaning. <laughs> um, just at, just get your, your young in your, in your uh, household and have them translate. <laughs> <laughs> so that has been our book review guys. Thank you so much. All right, guys, now it's time for, on my radar, Kristen, what is on your radar? So, as a, as a culmination of June Pride Month, I am going to share with you um, a new Marvel uh, single issue called Marvel's Voices Pride Number One. It is a anthology book. It's so thick. There are twelve stories in this one single issue, all featuring Marvel's brightest LGBTQ plus characters like Mystique, Iceman, Karma. Uh, And um, it is their first ever queer-centered special spotlighting their growing tapestry of LGBTQ plus characters. The stories um, include stories of inspiration and empowerment and are brought to life by an assembly of writers and artists from all walks of life. Um, some of them are LGBTQ plus, um, some of them might not be, but um, the stories all were so good. Um, and there are, one thing that I did like about this issue is that there was a part of it that was dedicated to the history of uh, LGBTQ 
LGBTQ plus characters in the Marvel universe. Um, I, I, they had covers of issues that were relevant to um, the community. They had single issues that might, the cover might not be super relevant, but there was little descriptions of what happened in that issue that was relevant to the LGBTQ plus community. And I love that. And I love the fact that these books and the stories that they were highlighting went back so far so that those, those fanboy gatekeepers who like quit ruining my comics just in the last you know decade or whatever can see that no Marvel has been uh, creating diverse characters and storylines since the very beginning. And so I really loved that they included that in this book. So um, interesting side note, um, the, uh, the, uh, there was a um, interview in the book by, uh, with a former associate editor, Chris Cooper. Now, you may or may not recognize that name as the, let's see, what were they calling him? The bird watching dude. Do you remember the story that came up? I think it was in, I think it was during the pandemic. He mm -hmm. was a black man who was bird watching in New in York. New York. And there was oh, yeah. a woman who had her dog off of the leash and he tried to ask her to please put, put the put dog on the leash. And she specifically, she said, I'm going to call the cops and tell them that you're a black man who is a threatening me. Yes. She said those words. Yes. She so, did. yes. And it came out when this happened that he was a former former employee of um, Marvel. But um, apparently uh, it. There, he has a whole interview in this um, in this book, and I believe oh, nice. that he uh, was LGBTQ plus. But um, I highly recommend it. There were so many amazing uh, variant covers for this book. Um, we had quite a few of them, um, but some of the characters that you'll see in the books are um, Prodigy and Speed. Uh, Karma, Iceman, Dokken, and I don't even know who Somnus is, but that's uh, somebody that's in one of the stories. Mystique and Destiny, um, Black Cat and Jesse Drake, Nico, Minoru, and Carolina Dean, um, uh, and Noel. I don't even know. And that one's written by Terry Bloss, but these are some characters that I'm not even really that familiar with. Um, North Star, Electra, and Charlene McGowan, Titania and She-Hulk, uh, Wiccan and Hulkling, of course. Um, but the book went on sale June 23rd, so that was just last week. We still have issues of it in the store. Um, I'm sure your LCS also still has some issues because we ordered so many of the variants because they were all so cool. So definitely pick it up. You don't have to just read it during the month of June um, because pride should be all year long. <laughs> I know it's Absolutely. all year long for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, it's now time for Juntos y Fuertes. Kristen, Juntos y Fuertes. Yes. So today there was an article that came out on Facebook um, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, but also because it's it's Pride Month um, that talked about the um, not 10 best, but just 10 great um, LGBTQ plus um, owned businesses in Los. I don't know if it's in Los Angeles or just period, 
But this one caught my eye because I am such a sucker for enamel pins. <laughs> I spend so much money on enamel pins at conventions and I don't even, ha I have so many lanyards and I don't even have enough lanyards to fill all of my, <laughs> and also buttons. I buy buttons like a crazy woman and I definitely do not need more buttons, but that does not stop me. So this company is LGBT, LGBTQ plus owned and operated and it is called Gaypin. G-A-Y-P-I-N, Gapin. And it is a company that creates and sells pins and accessories for queer folks and their friends. So when you look on their website, they have a whole bunch of cool uh, stuff um, for Pride Month. There's like some rainbow ones. There's one with a heart that has arms um hugging the heart that says chosen family because of course Aww. um i think referencing the fact that some um people when they come out get um get uh told that they can't that be their family, family doesn't want to be yeah have them be part of it there is a cool pin with like the the power uh symbol with the rainbow flag and not mm -hmm. just the rainbow flag but the rainbow plus like other LGBTQ plus community colors in the background. That's really cool. And it's, it's called inclusive pride resist fist pin. I'm going to turn it around because you guys can see. I forgot, but there. Oh, nice. I love yeah. it. So there's that. Now there's a pin. I want this one. There's a pin with a black Panther on it, like the cat black Panther. Mm -hmm. And it says pro black does not mean anti-white. And oh, I really like I love that one. That one. Yes. yes. So there are a lot of pins. And then there's a jock strap pin. Of course, you need Ooh. that one. Yes. <laughs> this one is um is a fan and it just says shade on it. I particularly <laughs> like that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of cool stuff. Those were the new pins, but they also have a bestseller section. They have um patches, they have bandanas, they have hats. They have shirts and tote bags. There's all kinds of stuff. So um, definitely check them out. Their website is called gaypinguys.com. And that's G-A-Y-P-I-N-G-U-Y-S.com. Um, I love a whole bunch of the things on here. And they're all um, very um, competitively priced. Um, mo at, like most enamel pins, um, they're about $12. So I think if you check out their site, there is something that you will find that is especially for you. I love that. That is so cool. I also have a Juntos y Fuertes. Um, my Juntos y Fuertes is Lupton Law LLC. That's L-U-P-T-O-N Law LLC. And they're on Facebook. Um, and they just uh, opened their doors to the community. It says, we are thrilled with the support and trust we've been given and are eager to continue working tirelessly for the community. If you know anyone who needs help, we will be happy to provide a free consultation and we'll spend the time to answer all your questions and concerns. Give us a call and send or send us a WhatsApp WhatsApp at 302-439-9000.
Um, and they have staff that speak Spanish. And so, and I think one of the most important things is that their consultation is free. That's um, awesome. I cannot tell you how many times I've talked to relatives that have tried to get a consultation with an immigration lawyer mm -hmm. and they are told um, to talk to you, we need $300. Yep. Or you don't know how many people, how many stories I've heard of families who have paid thousands of dollars with in just consultation fees not realizing that they're getting ripped off because these people aren't even really people who can help them and they're they just keep meeting with them and charging them money absolutely i completely agree um and it's been kind of a tough road i mean you hear you hear these horror stories like kristen said they spend hundreds thousands of dollars and they don't get anywhere these people just just steal their money mm -hmm. um it's and the fact that they're offering a free consultation just to let you know if you have a case, because more often than not, you may not have a case because the laws changed uh, from the Trump era. Yeah. And so um, it's really good to know where you stand. So I highly recommend you take them up on this uh this free consultation. Uh, and again, they are available on WhatsApp just because a lot of the people who need these services uh, are on WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. And am I saying that right? WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah. WhatsApp. yeah. Um, you know, and speaking of Trump era changes, there is something that has um, uh, happened that I just learned about because I watched 90 Day Fiance and my, I was visiting my mom and she watches it and she was telling me that one of the things that he changed that had to do with immigration. So for those of you who don't know, 90 day fiance, there's a special, um, there's a special immigration law that if you want to marry someone from another country and you apply for this special visa and they have, you can, uh, they can come over for 90 days. And within those 90 days, if you don't marry them, then they have to leave or else they're here illegally. Right. Well, you have to get a sponsor for that person if um if they if they if that visa thing fails you have to go another route and get a sponsor and it used to be that that sponsor was responsible for that person for 10 years right um regardless of what happens if you don't stay together with them if you if you get a divorce or whatever you are still financially responsible for them and i'm assuming that's to keep that that was put in by some right wing Republicans to keep them from uh, being on the government uh, dole, you know. on the dole. Yeah, <laughs> that's what but they call it in England. <laughs> Trump came along and he's like, oh, no, that's not enough. It, the, he changed the law and it is now for life. Oh, you are responsible God. for that person for life. No matter what happens, if you get a divorce and they go on and marry someone else, you are responsible for them for life. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. That's fucking wow. scary. If that yeah. doesn't put the fear. Wait, is that why they call it 90 Day Fiance? Yes, yeah. because you yeah. have 90 days, 90 days to marry to, them. Because to, most Holy of the people shit. just know each other online and through phones mm. and video chats. And so. Those 90 days for most of these people are the first time that they're actually able to spend prolonged amounts of period of time mm -hmm. together. Because if, if before maybe they went to their country and visited them for like a week or so at a time, um, but didn't really spend, there was one person that 
total of eight hours is what they'd spent in person before oh, wow. they That's came crazy. over on that visa. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. So yeah, 90 days is, it, um, they have to basically determine that they're going to get married within those 90 days. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, but going back to Lipton Law, um, they <laughs> going actually... back to the important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he actually was the um attorney on the case to bring Stephanie, which is my stepdaughter, to the U.S. Uh-huh. And um, it was during the time that the whole process was going in its processing during the time that Trump was coming into office. So um, I specifically thought that, no, she's not going to make it. She's not going to come. And um, oh, finger, that, fingers, that's how good he is. <laughs> fingers, I know. Fingers crossed. I was like, oh, they're going to fail at their job, you know. Uh, but no. Uh, the lawyer, uh, Seth Lupton, is so fucking good that he... <laughs> he managed to bring her over legally uh-huh. and uh yeah so a little salt because <laughs> I, I i honestly didn't think she was going to be able to come i thought <laughs> there was going to be like so many issues uh, trump was now in office changing everything but they are so on top of their game that they were up on all the changes of the law and they made it possible for her to come to the u.s legally Everything was legal across the board. They did such an amazing job because they are so meticulous and have such attention to detail that they were on top of everything. And I love them for that. But there's a little, <laughs> as you guys know, that uh, getting a stepdaughter in her early 20s is an little, adult stepdaughter. Yeah. As an adult <laughs> stepdaughter. It's a, a little tough on the marriage. But, um, but that goes to speak to the just amazing hardworking people at this law firm so again if you want a free consultation or have some questions uh, you can contact them at 302-439-0744 and I I did everything remotely through email and fax and all of that stuff uh, through the mail um, because they are actually located in Philadelphia but wow but as you can see, that hasn't stopped them from like working on my case successfully, like 100%. Like there were some delays because of like the changes in law and because Trump was in office and all of that. But in the end, she's here now. She's been here like over a year now. So um, she's working, um, you know, she's paying her taxes. And I mean, if you want to know if that's something that if you have a case, just if you have a case, give them a call. Mm-hmm. I, I'm highly recommending them because I honestly didn't think they were going to do such a great job. And they did. <laughs> um, and I, I know it's just that there's a little anger in the back of my voice because God damn, I didn't think they were going to do it, but they did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're competent. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Oh God. Why? <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, that's what's on my Juntos y Fuertes. All right, guys, now it's time for En La Libreria. Jen, the queen of En La Libreria, what do you have for us today? The queen of spending my money, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, we have reviewed his books before. Twice, I think. Twice, yes, twice. Um, um, 
and he is back with another Kickstarter. Uh, is Nana the Were Spider birthday day? Ooh. Uh, oh. And so it's uh, the pitch go, the like opening pitches. It's Is Nana the Were Spider's birthday, a prequel to his adventures. Meet East Nana as a little spider on an adventure with his buds. And the 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 cover for this is so cute because you see like the little little baby East Nana with like a with like a little toad, a rabbit, and like a oh, he looks like a stone statue, but as a little kid. But I'm guessing these are his friends. So Greg Anderson Elise is the creator of East Nana and he has done an amazing job. Like he's he's on fire with his work and he's he's incredibly talented and I love his work. But he's back uh after like I believe the previous one was Showcase. Mm-hmm. East Nana Showcase. Showtime. Showtime. Oh, Showtime. Showtime. Yes. Pardon. <laughs> I'm still a little drunk. Um <laughs> But Showtime, yeah, and Showtime was great. Um, um, but this this is it's like it's like a one shot issue again, uh, and it's supposed to be it's supposed to take place before the events of Volume One, uh, and before Showtime as well. And the artwork is absolutely cute, super cute. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the pledges in Q includes Iznana as a toddler. Uh, print by George by George Gant, but the pitch is sorry, I have it right here. But uh, the pitch is that it's uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm still looking for it here. Um, do you, you guys remember we did a last platicas with a. Uh, um greg anderson and Lise. Mm-hmm. um and i think we have that on our um youtube channel right oh yeah uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah um and uh he also came to la not too long ago he went to black star comics in well we used to endearingly call it ghetto mall but it's, <laughs> it's a south bay pavilion in carson which actually is almost on the border of carson and compton so when we talk about that mall, I always think about it as a mall in Compton, even though it's really in Carson. But mm-hmm. uh, yes, it's a, a black owned comic book shop, comic book and collectible shop in the South Bay Pavilion. They have several um, artists that come and do signings. Uh, just recently, I was able to go to Greg's signing and I got my uh, comic book Showtime uh, signed. I didn't get my uh, Henry... Uh oh god, I can't remember. The no, no, it's um he's a character. Um I can't remember the name, but I, I actually uh supported that Kickstarter and I got my comic book, but I couldn't find it for him to sign it. But um yeah, I don't know if you remember, Jen, you said that uh you described mm-hmm. his writing as almost kind of a Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. kind yeah. of and he fondly remembers that he's like, <laughs> like <laughs> i was like oh my god you totally remember so yeah he, it was such a pleasure because it is it's he does a great job with the mythology that he's grown up with and really carving and flushing it out into his own vision but okay, i found the synopsis here but the synopsis 
Feeling invisible, having to share his birthday with various brothers and sisters, Isnana <laughs> sneaks away on an adventure taking place in the Mother Kingdom before his travels to our realm. Meet Isnana's best friends, Lil Br'er Rabbit, son of the legendary folklore hero Br'er Rabbit, Nidual, the living sculpture, I hope I'm saying that right, and Kute, the frog. Uh... Together, this merry crew of outcasts who who found kinship within each other uh, go on an adventure. In this one shot, we see Isnana's life before becoming the titular were spider, seeing his interactions with his family members. And so I believe he's strictly in spider form this entire time. Mm-hmm. He is... Uh, he is a spider for the entirety of the story and the artwork itself is very it's more cartoony than the than the art that we see for for the regular one but it just fits that theme of it being like kind of kind of very folkloresque because that's what i'm getting from this is that it's very heavy on the folklore and it's and it looks really like i'm not a big fan of spiders uh in general (laughs) But little spider Isnana is so He's so cute. cute. He's so cute and he has his little tuft of hair. It's it's honestly adorable. It is really adorable. And I'm looking at the art right now and it is more like all ages friendly art. But I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. this bunny is one hundred percent the Nestle Quick Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's my god. Super cool. <laughs> but yeah. So um Consider backing it. It's just Isnana Wear Spider birthday day. And it currently has uh, $8,000 $8, <laughs> of its pledged $10,000 goal with 217 backers and 20 days to go. And the base pledge starts at $5 where you get a digital copy of, uh, of the comic uh, birthday day. And then you can, there's another one that's also uh, $5 and it's uh, George Gant's The Recent Button, uh, The Reset Button PDF. So which is someone, uh, the person I believe who does the artwork for it. So it's just his own work. Then the pledge jumps up to $8 when you get a digital copy of Birthday Day and Ballage, which is another short story that he did of Isnana. And then at $10, you can get a physical copy of Birthday Day, as well as the digital one. Uh, and from there, it keeps going up in tiers. So you can get from to $10, where you get George Gant's work. And then to $11, where you get the digital copy of Birthday Day, Showtime, uh, the previous one. And I believe Ballads as well. And it just keeps going up uh in price from there but at five dollars you can get a Mm -hmm. digital pdf and at ten dollars you can get the physical copy which i think is a pretty good deal that is a really good deal and Mm -hmm. 20 days to go there's no doubt he's gonna make his goal oh 100 and greg is is wonderful he's great and he's had a good success on kickstarter with his previous campaigns Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I picked up the second volume of Isnana the Were Spider. And when I picked it up, he told me that it, that the people that read it were saying that it was actually better than the first trade paperback. 
So <laughs> I started I started reading it. Actually, I started reading it when I was in line to get my COVID vaccine, the first uh, dose. And I was uh, there's some really great surprises in there. Um, Morpheus is in there, but oh, not, not Morpheus. Morpheus, of course, it's a uh, you know, but it's it's a dream god in a different kind of people. I, I love it. I loved it. Um, but if you want to hear more about uh, Greg Anderson Elise and about Webway Comics and about Isnana, please check out our YouTube channel. Just search Greg Anderson Elise. And um, you could search founder of Web Wave Comics and it'll pop right up. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for sharing that. I'm very excited. I've seen um, how he was kind of promoting it up to. And now I'm really excited that he uh, has a successful Kickstarter because I want my comic. <laughs> but yeah, Same. I yeah. hope he succeeds. I want this comic. Yeah, definitely. We want this comic. All right, guys, it's now time for saludos. Kristen, ¿a quién estamos saludando? I don't know. Who did we say? Oh! <laughs> wow, Kristen. Wow. <laughs> I caught her off guard. I just uh -huh. all at her. Uh, okay, so uh, today is um, Eddie D'Angelini's birthday i will not say how old he is is it uncouth to say how old a man's birth uh age he posted is? it on facebook for the whole <laughs> world to see <laughs> so he is many 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 years older than me um so he, he's, <laughs> he's, he's 53 today and um we are giving him saludos and a happy birthday and encouraging people to go to collectorscomic.com where he does a weekly webcomic and he has um, all of his print copies available as well as original prints um, of some of your favorite characters. Um, uh, Collectors is about Eddie, who is an avid comic book collector who loves his wife and his comic book collection, but not necessarily always in that order. So uh, definitely check it out. It is loosely based on our real life of uh, Eddie being a comic book geek, fan, collector, all around nerdy dude, and how um, me as his non-nerdy wife deals with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to add to that, this is Sarah. Um, I met Kristen because I was a fan of Collector's Comic, the web comic, and um, I saw on a program at I think it was the Long Beach Comic Con that he was going to be tabling there and I went row to row you know how they put the number on uh what what row and whatever but I mm -hmm. for some reason I decided not to read that because I was going to be walking down the aisles <laughs> anyway and I didn't see him and I was like I came to the end and I was like wait a minute why isn't he I, I know he's here it was in between one of those like um parallel I suppose a lot oh, lateral yes. tables uh -huh. and so I finally mm -hmm. looked at the table number and row and all that stuff so I finally went over there and I saw him and I thought he was from like I don't know back east or whatever and i found out that he was a local to torrance <laughs> uh wah wah like i didn't <laughs> but, but still um i met him and talked about his comic and how it reminded me of my husband and myself because i was eddie and my husband was Kristen <laughs> in the comic uh strip and um 
just had a I just had a big old laugh. It was really great. And then because of meeting uh, Eddie, I met Kristen, and now we're here doing a podcast, and and I'm loving it. I mean, I think that's so awesome that like you meet someone and you meet someone else, and it changes your life. And that's what Eddie did. He changed my life. Um, oh my God, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he is, you know, and when you guys hear this, it'll be too late. But Eddie, in his bountiful amazingness, gave us a present for his birthday. If you go to the collectorscomic.com website, you were able to put in a code birthday boy and get a free digital copy of any of the comic books of your choosing. Only one, though. And I got the most recent one, the one the uh, with the uh, Love and Rockets cover. So I downloaded it today and I can't wait to read it. So um yeah, thank you so much, Eddie, because it's your birthday, but you gave me a present. So thank you. <laughs> so saludos. Happy to birthday Eddie. to Eddie. Happy birthday. And I wish we had our soundboard so we could just clap it up and do all this awesome stuff. But yeah, happy birthday to you, sir. For and thank you for changing my life and our lives. <laughs> All right, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. Kristen, where can they find us? They can find us at our website, www.comadrescomics.com, where you can find out how to reach us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can email us. You can listen to our episodes up to a certain point until I get off my butt and... <laughs> <laughs> okay you guys gotta you guys gotta give us a little bit of, of room where we are still learning the website yeah stuff mm -hmm. so um, we're trying to get that stuff up to date but and we're, we're just a little learning. lazy <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit. i mean there's stuff going on i mean kristen just got back from her hometown yeah. i'm gonna be going out of town as well uh, Jen is relocating from the city. So like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in regular life. So just be patient with us. Um, but yes, you can find a lot of everything that we do on the uh, website. We also have a Patreon, Kristen. Yeah, so if you um, if you go to patreon.com period podcast network, um, we are part of a podcast network that is for made by women for everyone. Um, some really cool podcasts um, that I've listened to that are part of that network. And I highly recommend you check it out. That's period podcast network, which you can actually go to that website um, and find out more about all of the website or all of the uh, podcasts that are part of that group. Yes, definitely. And also, I'm still looking for Enrique Rea. Enrique Rea, um, uh, you won the drawing for the first two issues of Lightning Strikes and the Monkish uh, limited edition can release for the ninth anniversary of Monkish. So please contact us at comadrecomics at gmail.com to get that shipped out to you. Thank you so much for Before subscribing. we drink the beer. Yeah. <laughs> like, honest to god that's a that that is a threat we're gonna drink <laughs> yeah she, like she said we are gonna drink the beer but um yes uh thank yeah, you so how much. many times have you rebought it sarah <laughs> <laughs> you know not the monkish one because that is exclusive and they oh, won't okay. re-release that monkish okay. is really exclusive so you're really being uh, uh i'm strong. really 
I re- yeah, every time I see, and I put it on the drawer way under in the in the yeah. um, in the refrigerator so I don't get tempted with it. Uh-huh. But um, thank you so much for subscribing to our YouTube channel. We really appreciate that. Um, please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes or Castbox. Thank you very much. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for interacting with us on social media. Um, just recently I had an interaction with someone who listens to our podcast and I was like so happy that somebody would just interact with us on social media. (laughs) I really appreciate that. You put a big old smile on my face. I'm so happy. Oh my Um, God. Your guys are actually listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So thank you so much for your support. Thank you for supporting uh, our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We have been your host. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.